2: Hey, fam, I'm Jada Pinkett-Smith, and this is the Red
3: Table Talk podcast. All your favorite episodes from the Facebook Watch Show in audio, produced by Westbrook Audio and iHeartRadio. Please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Forgiveness is a deeply personal journey. My brother Caleb is here at the Red Table. Now, we grew up with different mothers and on opposite coasts but our father is a shared source of pain. It's about finding forgiveness for the man who gave us both life and also hurt us the most. Yes, oh, I love it. You know, I love family. (laughs) (laughs) My brother, your uncle, Yeah. Caleb, welcome. Well, thank you for having me. So today we're talking about Forgiveness, and my brother and I will be talking about forgiveness of a parent, um, and I know that you two have your forgivenesses, yeah, uh, yeah to talk about, but I think we're also going to talk about forgiveness of the self as yes. well.
4: which is the hardest one, which I hardest. think which I think is actually the truth is it's the only one.
3: yeah. Our father, Robsle Pinkett, Jr., struggled with drugs and alcohol his entire life. He was not a part of our childhood, and we were forced to grow up without him. When Rob died from an overdose, we were left having to reconcile our feelings and find forgiveness on our own. Let's tell the story of Robsle. All
4: right, so my father and my mother, they they divorced when I was two years old. He didn't raise me, so... When you don't raise a child, you're really leaving your child to the quote-unquote wolves, yeah. right? Which is horrific, yeah. especially when the child cannot protect itself yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, never, I'll never forget this. So I, the first time I met my father, I was 12 years old. I was able to go to Baltimore, but I had to stay with my grandmother. And he explained addiction. And he said, I was an addict. He, no, he said, I still am an addict. He said, I'm recovering. So I would go to his AA meetings. Yeah. He would take me everywhere with him. So I developed a really strong affinity for him. But while he was sober, there was another thing he did. He adopted a young girl, so we have an adopted sister. sister. And that was, that was a little jolting for me, the idea that I had a father that adopted. You didn't raise me, but then you chose to take on didn't, something else. He not only else. didn't raise you, didn't raise Raised, his first child right. either. He wasn't there for
3: us as children. No. He struggled with addiction.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: He was clean for how many years, Ma? I, I don't know. It, was like, it was like
4: twenty to twenty five years okay. about that.
3: That's crazy. He fell off the wagon. Mm-hmm. You called me. We brought him out here, yep. and he was out here for three years. He got clean.
4: Yep, he was clean during that time, and then he fell off and again. And then he fell
3: off again, and right. then he, he died from an overdose. Yes. Right. Okay. What did you feel like you had to forgive Rob for? Oh,
4: man. Him not... not being not, there for
3: you as a father. Right, yeah. not, not being there. But
4: here's what I mean about forgiveness of self and really having to dive into you. I realized that my father is dead and gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any issue, any problem... It's gone for him. Yeah. yeah. So that means who's left in the equation?
3: Right. <laughs> me. Right. So it's
4: like it's it's about it's about me. Right. But he told me, you know, I'd rather get high and be your father. Yep. Like phew, that's hardcore yeah. when he it's said your face. Yeah. But there was a reason behind it mm-hmm. for him, and his reason was I was sick. Right. That's yeah. what he told and me. And that's what
3: and he, he told it me. He probably felt it, it, like he it, was it, protecting you. By leaving, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, things. that's what he, he told me at seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't be your father. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. I'm a criminal. I'm an addict. And that's just what it is. Dang. Yeah. Wow. What for you was the pain of not having your father there?
4: So we're, we're now adults now, and I'm living in LA. I'm working in. My father decides he's going to relapse. I'm at home. I'll never, I'll never forget this. <laughs> it is not funny, but it's funny, because my dad was real. I called him, I said, hey dad, what's up? He said, "Who? hey boy. I said, Are you okay? He said, Yeah. Hit the pipe today, son. I said, Oh no. I called Jade, I said, Jay, we gotta bring him out. She was like, I said, yeah. She was like, oh man, are you? No, like-
3: I was like, Caleb. Yeah, I don't want to. She he did. Was like this is our father, and
4: I was like, Jada, we have to. I said because he's gonna die if we don't do it. So there was a lot of resentment, sure, and yeah. there was anger there.
3: We both had a lot, Absolutely. of resentment. We had that feeling like we had to be responsible for him, exactly. but he never had to be responsible right. for us. Yes, exactly. and that was that and was a hard pill for me to swallow. And he also came with the
5: attitude that you guys owed him or something.
3: Yeah. The issue yeah. for me was when I got into the position that I got in, and then he wanted to have a relationship. Mm-hmm. That hurt me. Absolutely. So Dang. when he died from that overdose, I got the call from Caleb. Yeah. And the most difficult part of him dying like that is because he and I had had a horrendous fight when I found out that he relapsed. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't owe you nothing. You didn't do for me, you didn't do for Caleb. I don't owe you nothing. Damn.
4: It was one of those. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I had the same conversation with him. I was furious. Yeah. And he told me that's what the disease is. Mm-hmm. Like this is who I am. And that was deep because he was saying that's who, that's who I am, but yet I'm still who I am to you. He said, Ooh. I'm still your father. He yep. said, I tell you this, everything y'all got is because of me. Ask your mama. Tell him ask, tell your sis, ask her mama. <laughs> right? And you know what's <laughs> funny is <laughs> And you know what's funny? My mom, she'd be like, Your your father was extremely talented. I'm like, you damn right. I was like, <laughs> oh, we, we that's we one of that? his things, right? And I said, I give him that, right? But I know I ain't get everything from him, Mom. No, so not sure. did High not. five, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know I got
3: some things from you too. <laughs> that's
4: right. Very true. But that day, um, I was getting up. I was going. I was never forget. I was going to work, and my phone rang. I saw my mom calling me. I'm like, Mom, what's up? I'm getting ready. She says, Babe, your dad just had a heart attack. I need you to come. And I'm like, Okay. Is he okay? She said, Yeah. You just need to come to the hospital right now. I'm like, Okay, cool. She calls right back. I'm like, Mom, I said I'm on my way. And she said, Baby, he's gone. And I, ah, damn it. Hold on. <laughs> She said, baby, he's, 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 he's gone. They need you to come down and identify the body. And I said, OK. And I sat for a second, and I said, OK, I got to call Jada. She picked up. She said, hello. And I said, Jay. She said, he's gone, isn't he? <laughs> I didn't even have to Yeah. Yeah.
3: What I will say about that moment, for me, that's when my brother became a man
5: mm-hmm.
3: for me. Because he had to go identify the body. Mm-hmm. He had to take care of the funeral arrangements. Yeah. He did it all. And to have had that happen and I didn't have to take care of it, to, Yeah, he had it. The way you handled it was with so much strength, so much grace, and that's when he really grew up to me in that moment. Mm
5: -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. You know, so to have my little brother be able to step up for me Mm -hmm. was an amazing moment. How did you feel? At first, I felt a lot of guilt because of the conversation we had had. And I'll never forget, I just had, like, the most startling realization that Rob's life wasn't about him being my father. Wow. Rob's life was about Rob being on his journey. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened along the way, he gave me life. Hmm. And in that moment, I realized he was not born to be my dad. That wasn't the only thing he was here to do. He's a person first with his own journey. journey. Mm. Wow,
5: that was something coming to that understanding. And I had to call
3: Caleb, and I was like, Caleb, it didn't have anything to do with us. That's right. And that was like my aha moment of like utter forgiveness, and just to be able to see him as a human being. And that's when I started, even in my own life just tearing down all these titles that keep us, all Mm. these labels. Mm -hmm. We get so caught up in these titles and these labels of what people are
6: supposed to be.
4: And how arrogant we are to believe we know who somebody is supposed to be and Mm -hmm. what they're supposed to do. (laughs) Like, you're my brother.
3: And since you're my brother, you need to behave a certain way so yep. that I can feel good about myself.
5: Exactly.
4: You're my
3: mother. You're my daughter. When we, when we look to our relationships to be something to fill us in a certain manner, yeah. you know, and yeah. that, that's, that is the thing for the last seven years that I've been in search of is emotional independence. Mm. When you don't need people to be something for you. There it is. Oh,
4: oh man. That's the real freedom.
3: That's it, right yeah. there. That's the real freedom. Oh man, that has been the greatest gift right. in my journey: is releasing myself from that and releasing fin- people that love me, yeah. not feeling like they got to be something. And I'm continuing you. that, you know, that journey specifically in my relationship with Will and with my kids, yeah. knowing that they don't belong to
4: me. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that call because it also really helped me because I realized that's what I was doing to my father. It was really interesting to see him with family and children and me be like, you never did that with me. And now I'm feeling angry and a little jealous and now I don't want you around. So now you haven't done anything. You just come in and say, hey boy, how are you? it's our own pain and shortcomings yes. that we want to hold on to and say, this person did this to me, so this allows me to feel this yes. way or act this way. Right. That justification. Right? Yeah.
3: Good point. That because that victimhood cloak.
4: Oh yeah. yeah. Oh
3: baby, that could be a cozy yeah. little joker right there. Yeah. That little yeah. victimhood cloak. So you gotta want to let that go. Yeah. Right.
4: Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, because it that, feels good to stay good. in in the pain sometimes of it. Some people enjoy yes. it. Yes. And, and, and you
3: don't have to be responsible for yourself. Of course yourself. not. Right.
4: Not if not if somebody else did something to you because you can't fix it. Only they can, which I think makes you weak. Like it takes your power away. Like in the sense that they've done something to you so they owe me or they should be suffering and they're yeah. not so now you hold all this rage right. and you see them smiling doing whatever they doing and you hate every second that they're breathing happy right. right but you're the only one that's sick from it
5: forgiveness takes time it takes and maturity. It takes self reflection yes. you got to look at yourself what part you played in it coming to a relationship with expectations because that's where the pain comes from he didn't do something that you expected him to do right, as a father. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Me. Right. Yeah.
3: yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I wanted to ask you, Willow. You probably remember Rob so much differently. Oh yeah, definitely. My initial
6: impression was he was just a very—he had a calm about him.
3: Yeah. But I remembered that he
6: was very interested in a lot of the esoteric oh, stuff that's that right. he and oh, interested that's all in.
5: Right. He was, and so you know, back then he was. He was actually considered um, kind of weird, and <laughs> what was his talent?
4: Oh, he, oh, Rob everything. could do Anything. Willow. Anything. He could poetry. Paint. paint. He could write poetry. Oh, wow. He could he create could stories. He could act. He had everything that all of us can do in one. Wow. Yeah. He would, his poetry, he would lay down to, to music. He thought he could rap. He said he was one of the first rappers. <laughs> Hip hop. I invented the boy, let me tell you something. <laughs> so intelligent,
5: yep. almost genius. Yeah. And you know how there's a like fine there's fine a fine line, line yep. between
3: genius and, and crazy. crazy. Yeah. That was and your think, dad. And, and I think if he had waited and lasted, he would have found his clan in y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb, have you do you have any unresolved issues with Rob?
4: I can honestly just say for me, I'm still, I have not been able to fully forgive myself for the way I treated my father before losing him. When I talk about it, it, I can start crying like quickly and that means it's unresolved within me. Mm -hmm. So it forces me to actually do so much work to try to get better because I really felt really bad. You know what I mean? Like, Like I just, I felt like I was a bad person. That's been the thing for me. And I'm getting better, it's, but I, it's not fully resolved. So I would definitely say that. Got it.
6: I have a question for you, Gam. Do you sometimes feel guilty for marrying Rob?
5: I don't think I do. Yeah, no. All my guilt and shame came you know, from my own addiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: So and how did what, you deal with that, Gam? How did you come to a place of, like... Of forgiveness for myself? Yeah. Oh, my God. It, it It's actually
5: because of you. I asked you, why didn't you just toss me to the side? Why didn't you just say, You're like, forget her? Well, yeah, but, it it listen, when you go through that kind of trauma as a child, yeah. somebody staying in your life is not a guarantee. There yeah. it is. And they just don't want a part of you anymore. Yeah. You know, and I wanted to understand from Jaina's point of view how she could forgive me. Right. Right? Right. And you said it was because you saw me changing. Yeah. When people continue to repeat the same behavior... It's hard. It's hard to forgive because then the forgiveness is just about words. Mm -hmm. They're just talking. Right. You know, but your actions matter. Right. Right. So I started realizing that, yeah, I really am not the same person that I was back then. I really
3: am changing. Right. And I think the other thing for me, like, I'm sure people would wonder, okay, did you have as much anger towards your mom as you did your dad? Right. And it's funny because I feel like even though you were going through everything you were going through, we were still there together. Yeah. Yeah. You were always there. Yeah. No matter what. And I think the thing about Rob was that he wasn't. Yeah. yeah. He just gave up.
4: Yeah. You're right. Do you, you think know?
6: the relationship with your dad affected
3: relationships with other men in your life? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Ask the freaking because you, you don't really realize it, but you expect your intimate partners to, in some way, be the thing that your father wasn't. Yep. <laughs> like, that is not his job, boo. Mm-hmm. Right. Here's mm. the thing that you're going to have to get with, Jada. You'll never have a man in your life you call daddy.
6: Yeah.
3: Mm. Ever. Yeah. I remember going through a stage with Will, watching him father Willow. Mm. That was just like, oh my God, I'll never have that. Ever. I always tell Willow, I'm like, listen, I know your dad's not perfect, but my God, you have a daddy. Yeah. That is the one thing, to be able to give my kids something I didn't have. Yes. Yeah. Right. And be able yes. to watch it. Right. You know, and so what I had to stop looking at was that something was wrong or something wasn't right because poor little Jada didn't have a daddy. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: I had to learn how to stop focusing on what's not going well. Yeah. Focus on what's going well. Yeah.
0: From BBC Radio 4.
3: Do you have anybody in your life you need to forgive or any moments of... I definitely had to forgive um,
6: you and daddy, you know, for that whole with my hair thing. It was mostly daddy Mm -hmm. because he was so, like, harsh at certain times. Mm -hmm. I always say men need daughters. Mm -hmm. It was like a couple years, honestly, like trying to regain trust for not feeling like i wasn't listened to or or no one cared what i felt during that
5: time or because it wasn't that you didn't want it it just they weren't listening to how you wanted the experience to be for you and i had
6: to forgive myself because i felt guilty because i was like everyone is trying to make me better trying to make my dream Mm. right but i didn't really understand what my dream entailed. Right. You,
5: you couldn't have known, have known that. that. You know,
6: I'm still, you know, trying still to. still
5: dealing. Yeah. That is one of the hardest things to do, yeah. is to forgive yourself. Yeah. But when you forgive yourself, and when you learn to treat yourself better, then you treat others better. Yes. You treat others differently. You treat others you know with what?
3: kindness.
5: I heard
4: a real interesting quote that said, treat yourself like you're somebody you care about. Wow. <laughs> yes. It's, it's crazy. I was like, <laughs> oh, like, Ooh. actually start loving yourself. Love is everything. It's
3: everything.
4: At and I know it's, it's so
3: cliche. Oh,
5: yeah.
4: <laughs> it's so funny. Will talks about this quote that you gave him that he says all the time. And it's when he wants to sound really smart to people. <laughs> 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 He'll say, My wife, Jada, always says that true love is blue it's not red. Yeah. Most people think it's red, and red just passion, and uh yeah. uh. But love is actually peace. And it true. doesn't.
3: It doesn't always look how you think. Well, yeah. that's because
4: nobody thinks that love is blue. They think of it as red. Yeah. So everybody's looking for something that is screaming red. Do we gotta
3: get a, a blue table now? No, <laughs> no, 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 because no, red table's
4: a thing. But that's your own quote. I mean, that's actually right. a Jada one. Yeah. But the idea that it's blue, and it's so deep. Yes. Right. Yes. That's real talk. Wow, this was great, you guys. You guys, good. thank you for having me. Yeah. I yeah. ain't never did this, yeah. this is so cool. you,
3: On our next Red Table Talk. If I celebrate anything black, I inevitably get a million comments. are they
5: coming from?
3: Oh, they're coming from white people. I dated some really wonderful white men, but you're dating someone at the top of the food chain. You don't understand.
4: All right. All awesome. right. That oh was great. Yeah. Absolutely. That was nice, guys. Like, thank you for that. Because yeah. it actually made me look at stuff a lot. Like, yeah, you still got work to do here. And we all do. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah,
6: yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: That is, that is life right there. To join the Red Table Talk family and become a part of the conversation, follow us at facebook.com slash redtabletalk. Thanks for listening to this episode of Red Table Talk podcast, produced by Facebook Watch, Westbrook Audio, and iHeartRadio.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
6: He
2: says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed.
4: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
3: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors
0: is here for the ride. With Samel Grease with Zumo Play.